So this is Dr. Fred Rivara. I'm a professor of pediatrics at the University of Washington in Seattle and at Seattle Children's Hospital. I'm going to talk today about the problem of gun injuries in the United States and specifically for the purposes of this discussion, the issue about research and on gun injuries. On December 14th will be the anniversary of the Newtown shootings at Sand Hook Elementary School in Connecticut, in which 20 children were killed. This is a particularly somber date for many of us because it's one of the worst mass shootings in U.S. history, but also emphasizes the problem of gun injuries in the United States and the relative lack of attention to the problem that has existed here for many years. There's been a 17-year effort to suppress gun research by removing the funding for it. And I think it's important that we really take a look at this problem. To give you some background, between 1985 and 1997, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, funded research examining the public health importance of gun injuries, and in particular looking at the relationship between gun ownership and risk of violent death, homicide and suicide. This research was published in very prominent journals, um, mostly in the New England Journal of Medicine, and it caught the attention of the National Rifle Association and many pro-gun members of Congress. In 1996, pro-gun members of Congress essentially eliminated gun research funded by the CDC by requiring language be inserted into the appropriations bill for the CDC saying that none of the funds made available could be used for to advocate or promote gun control. While it didn't limit gun research, it effectively did so. And as a result, there was a dramatic drop over the last 17 years in research on guns and gun violence. Injury Prevention is a research journal, and I think that most of the audience for injury prevention would quickly understand why research is important. In the last decade, there's been a dramatic movement, as we all know, in medicine and public health and the social sciences towards evidence-based medicine, evidence-based policy, evidence-based criminal justice. We really need to look at what are the, what does the science tell us about the risks and protection? What are the harms and what has no effect in any intervention that's undertaken? One of the actions that did happen over the last year after the Newtown massacre was that the CDC commissioned the Institute of Medicine to lay out priorities for firearm-related research. And in their report published in June of 2013, it clearly laid out what we don't know that would help to inform the debate on guns. We don't really know who owns guns in the United States, why do they own guns, and how many do they own, where these guns come from. In particular, why do youth own guns? If access to guns was restricted, what portion of people who are otherwise suicidal would go on to commit suicide, finding some other lethal means, how many would be deterred from committing suicide? We don't really know how effective guns are in preventing an assault or a serious injury. How effective are background checks in preventing gun ownership? In the United States, where we have 50 different states, can stronger laws in one state 
really make a difference, or does it need to be uniform across all the states? And what about advanced gun technology? How can this be used to reduce the misuse of firearms? A month after the Newtown massacre, President Obama issued 23 executive actions to try to reduce the toll of gun violence. Included in this directive was one that asked the CDC to research the causes and prevention of gun violence. He called on Congress to fund such research, but unfortunately, Congress has not done so. There's been absolutely no action by Congress on anything related to guns since the Newtown massacre. And we're frankly pessimistic that such action will occur. If the massacre of 20 innocents in Connecticut one year ago did not spur much action, I'm uncertain what will.